If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Got a big boy Wednesday show here with a little big man on the show. <laughs> Look at you, little big man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Josh Smith. <clears throat> Josh Smith. Sounds like a made-up name, by the way. Yeah. It does. It's, it's on every, well, it's John Smith, I guess, on every gas pump in the country. Yeah, but you're Josh Smith. Yeah. Like the black NBA basketball player. Exactly. Yeah. I dunk just like him. Right <laughs> from the free throw line. Every yeah. time, brother. Is he Montana still in the Montana Knife Company. Yeah, he's still out there in these streets doing something, I would imagine. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't follow him that much, you know. Yeah. I did when he was with the Hawks. I don't anymore. Yeah, when he came around, it became real frustrating to Google myself because, you know, I sit around Google myself a lot. It's a boring name, dude. Like, it's not, (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know? You're one of a million. It's true. You're not one in a million, you're one of a million. And that's a rare distinction (laughs) to have. And so is uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, He's one in, well, just one. Uh, (laughs) He's the only guy uh, to be Speaker of the House and be ousted from that position, D'Anthony, were you surprised uh, by yesterday's uh, gavel banging at the end there? Did you see that fucking guy? Oh, no, I didn't see the uh, – did he have a conniption? Oh, my God. Bob, if you can pull up the uh, the beta gavel uh, pounce or whatever you would call it. I, I don't even know what to call this. He banged the shit out of this gavel. I, I think his intent was to break it, but it definitely didn't break and he seems surprised by it. Uh, pop this on screen here for, for the kids at home. There you go. Is this the gentleman? I believe so, yes. <laughs> Who is this chair fucking kid? the house and recess subject to the call of the chair. I think that's the Henry. <laughs> it, isn't that chair the Henry the guy? Oh, yeah, he's the, the interim the uh, the uh, speaker, yeah. Yeah. Look at him. Bang that, that gavel, brother. <clears throat> that, I guess maybe that's like he's trying to set the tone. That's probably the first time he's done it. It is. Well, no, it, but you see it every single meeting, right? It's just a light, polite tap. Yeah, Boop. but he's trying to set the tone. He's the interim speaker, so he's got to fucking be like, hey, remember how McCarthy was a pussy? Not me. Yeah, I'm the bow tie. This the bow tie makes him. Uh, the first thing I think is it's definitely a guy that swung a hammer a lot in his life. Or, yeah. or Nation of Islam. Exactly, one of the two. But he's white, <laughs> so I don't know how what their recruiting standards are, melanin wise. But I don't. He probably doesn't fit. You're right. Pop his pickup. He looks like ORJ. He looks like uh, Orville Redenbacher Jr. I don't know if anybody calls him ORJ. Or that dude from that wears the stupid suit and does the six flash commercials. Yeah. He kind of has that look, too. If you shaved his head. What are we doing here? What are we doing with these fucking people anymore? Like this fucking turd. I feel like you should have to be able to get laid by a lar- at least a plurality of women in society to be able to be in a leadership position. I feel like AOC should uh, get buck naked in a back chamber room, and then you have to look at her. If you don't get hard, you got to get the fuck out of the room. Fair you know? Yeah. Or Bobert. 
if you're, let's say you couldn't get hard over a Democrat, mm-hmm. so you need a Republican, you got one of each, right? And this goes for all the dudes in Congress. You got to walk in there and be like, hey, dude, all right, Bobert, let's see it. Boner, <laughs> you're in. You get to stay. You get to keep your job. AOC, great. You're a Democrat. Boom. You get to keep your job. If you're just gay, let's bring in Hakeem Jeffries or uh, Corey Obama. Booker. And, yeah, Cory Booker. He's gay. Just pull your penis out and be like, all right, or spread your ass cheeks. How would they do it in the gay community? <laughs> let's see your hog, bud. Let's see that hog. That, that's how you say it. I think that's why these guys are so power hungry, though, is because they spent most of their life getting beat up and shoved in a mm-hmm. locker that, that they now crave the power. Yeah. I think that's so. Gotta, that's got to be part of it. Now, everybody today has been running around uh, just kind of barking that Matt Gates got a scalp in Congress and that he was the head of this. He was... But do we know what exactly the issue was between uh, Gates and McCarthy, or was it just a, a long buildup full of shit? Well, Gates was on Timcast last night talking about it. Was he really? Mm-hmm. What, yep. what did he say? Now did Tim um, get that guess um, that late? Gates is on all the time. They probably planned it, to be honest. Well, he's been on this show before, and that's fine, yeah. but uh, <laughs> that's a big boy interview to get him right after this, yeah. because that was pretty late. Well, he's right down the road, too. He's like, 45, 50 minutes away from DC. Let me see if I can find Did it. Did he pop over uh, like in studio for it or was he on mm-hmm. Zoom? No shit. God damn. All right. Way to go, Let's Tim Pool. So, <clears throat> Trash Discourse did a bit on it. Um, the T-H-A Wood Chipper on Twitter if you want to go watch all of them. Um, Bob, can you go to that Twitter account? We can replay that. We're on Patreon, so yeah, who gives a shit? I just want to get Gates' comments here. There's three. What is it again? It's a T H A wood chipper. The old T H A wood chipper, dude. And that's a reference to uh, the uh, the libertarian plan for pedophiles, and is that a, to put them feet In first chipper? into a fucking wood chipper? Okay. Yes, well, I like that's, that. That's what that reference. Look is. at Gates dressed down, dude. Look yeah. at this. So little... go go to the second one. This little H and M look. There, there's three. He's got in this thread. There. Policy, procedure, and then personnel are the three ones I want to play. Okay, uh, play those in succession. Which, which one do you want first? Policy. Yeah, uh, yeah that's play them in the order. There. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. We wanted specific bills coming to the floor. We wanted commitments on when they would come to the floor. We wanted uh, adherence to specific spending levels with a budget resolution. And the organizing principle of our policy goals was really to make sure that we would never again get an omnibus bill like we had to vote on. There's just a total joke of a way of governing. Like, how can we sit here and honestly say that bills that are thousands of pages long, that spend $1.7 trillion, and that you get 48 hours before having to cast a vote is really legislating? It's not. It devalues each individual member, and it's insulting to our constituents to suggest that we even know what the hell we're doing when that's the way we, we run the railroad. So we had policy. We wanted specific. Okay, go to the next one, Bob. I, uh, by the way, 100% agree with that, mm-hmm. that statement. Uh, most of these guys, and Dan can vouch for this as well, have between you know six to ten aides that read these fucking things. They'll split it up into to fours or sixes or whatever it is. Somebody will write the summary, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'll tell the person what was actually in it. Because you're getting a bill that's got 1,200 pages in it 48 hours before. There's no fucking way you could possibly read this unless you took off you know, all 48 hours and stayed up all night doing cocaine, which Gates might do. Who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Uh, but he's right in that assessment. And I, I think this is in reference to uh, that 
budget spending bill that they try to jam through at the last second. Yeah, that, and that's then- that's what they keep doing. And he talks about it. Well, go go read this full thread and listen to all the videos if you get a chance to. But he talks about how uh, a number of different strategies, I guess, if you want to call them that. So they'll wait until the last minute. Like, oh, we've got to fucking fund social security and, and the military, so we have to pass this omnibus bill that includes a bunch of other shit. Right. Well, that, they, that's what... Uh, y- yesterday I texted uh, <clears throat> Congressman Matt Rosendale... So he's the representative from Montana, and he's one of the eight Republicans that voted uh, McCarthy out. So, and I didn't expect to hear back from him, but he actually called me about five minutes later, and I was like, "Dude, what's going on?" And and he said uh, to to your point, Dan, the you know, like the the uh, Ukraine budget stuff was attached to um, our border policy. Correct. Stuff. There was uh, six billion dollars actually uh, yeah. earmarked for Ukraine in this bill, which has nothing to do. Right. With the United States, the United States uh, budget, in my opinion. Yeah, and and like he said, you know, uh, I think it was the continuing resolution or one of these last deals that they just did. You know, they have they have way more Democrats uh, than they have Republicans when these bills are passing. And like he said, they they need to actually be working together more as a body. You know, the Republicans. You know, and and that's the thing is 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 according to him. You know, they're frustrated with they're passing bills right now with more Democrat support than they are Republican support. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it, and the, well, the, I, I know why. I mean, did you watch uh, Crenshaw's thing the other day? Uh-uh. So he was pissed off when we hit that deadline uh, about the 21 Republicans who voted against it uh, and didn't want to to you know, kick the can down the road for spending. And he goes, right. I don't understand. I mean, you have all this stuff and it's all great. And Dan does a better impression because he does. He closes an eye. There it is. And uh, pan to him. There you go. Uh, so Dan does a better impression of it. But uh, And he goes, I don't understand, blah, blah, blah. And then you read the bill. It's exactly what your guy said. He yeah. said, dude, there's Ukraine spending in here and there's all this <laughs> other shit in here. Right. Why do we have to pass all of this? Like, and then give us more time to look at it. Well, yeah. and Rosadale saying he he goes, you know, right now he's like, I have all these old guys in here that are yelling at me, telling me basically that he's a piece of shit for doing what they just did, and he's like, fuck you guys. It, it, for the last thirty years, you guys have been here and racked up thirty three trillion in debt. Mm-hmm. So you know, t- t- you know, when we we've been saying for years, I know my friends and I are like, when are some people going to get elected to go, go in there and grow some balls and actually fight against what's going on? So, I mean, I don't know with with these guys exactly all, all of the details, obviously, because like I told him, when that last deal just got, or when McCarthy finally got pushed through on the 812th vote, uh, th- they made all these backroom deals that no, nobody even in the public even knows what, how well, we even Well, here are some of the, Bob, play this next one. Yeah, play the next clip, Bob. Um, Policy concessions. Second was procedure. You know, having those 72 hours to read the bill, having open amendments like it's the youngest member of Congress was not yet born the last time the appropriations process went through regular order. And that just means like we should vote on the defense stuff separately and then vote on like the education stuff and then the health and human services stuff. And that it doesn't just all get mushed together so somebody can vote for a bunch of bullshit that you wouldn't otherwise approve and then say, well, I had to vote for it to fund our troops, right? That's the game. That's what the cartel builds and lobbyists make a gazillion dollars off of that. And policy okay, uh, Press pause there. So that was another thing that Crenshaw brought up was the exact same thing. He says, I don't understand why these 21 Republicans don't want to help our military. 
We're not. You're you're, shoe, you're shoehorning it into another fucking bill yeah. that they don't agree with a bunch Bu- of other shit. Buying a bunch of shit. By the way, we're, we're military commanders are now openly reporting that we are short on all of our supplies, weapons, everything, ordnance, uh, because we've sent so much to Ukraine. So it's not. It has nothing to do with helping our troops, obviously, because otherwise we'd be fucking doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'd be spending the money that we're spending to fund the government and the pension system in Ukraine on our own fucking people. Right. If we actually give it gave a shit about that. Crenshaw is just like every other all these other fucking little hungry, greedy fucking uh, lap dogs. Just I need Raytheon to get that money because yep. I, I get two percent. That's all it is. He's a fucking cunt, a piece of shit human being that that should every breath he takes is an affront to common decency. Uh, the other thing that you've uh, said on this show for the last few weeks, and I hear this term pop up uh, a lot now in the media, is this uniparty term. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying this uniparty, uniparty. Well, look what's happening. I, I, that's exactly what they it feels like. They circle the fucking way. Any, yep. Anytime anybody comes after the kitty, anytime so, like, you start fucking with lobbyists and money, mm-hmm. like, uh-uh. You're, you're, you fucking uh, uh, laughed at a Nazi joke back in the day, or, or you reposted this, or you fucking uh, hugged a woman one time in public and she didn't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same fucking playbook every single goddamn time. Every single time. They, they, I've said this for years on this show. The aristocracy will protect itself before they'll protect any one principle. They'll always protect themselves first. Circle the wagons, keep all the fucking plebs out, and keep the fucking money train rolling. Yeah. And it, it's interesting hearing, like, even the Democrats on. I was watching, I turned on <laughs> CNN last night to see what they're saying. Like, the Democrats all defending McCarthy and talking about how they need to work together. Biden, even today, was coming out talking about, like, how they need to work together and how they need to not fight. And it's like, it's amazing that all of a sudden the Democrats give a shit about the Republican speaker. You know, it, it, the, the uniparty thing is definitely. Like it's it's on full display right now. Well, yeah. with Kevin McCarthy, and you're you're consistently voting with Democrats over and over and over again, and then in the uh, election hearing for him to be elected Speaker of the House, how much fucking bullshit did that guy give up? And the groveling behind the scenes of like, oh, I'll give you nine more things, and then three more things. It was like uh, the end of the Jerk, where it was just like, I just need this one lamp, and then carpet, and everything else. And you're like, all right, cool. But then what do you really have left here? And you've given away everything you could possibly give away. Are you surprised that they took the fucking gavel away from you at the end of the day? Mm. No. Yeah. Uh, play that next clip. Yeah, huh? the next one is about personnel. The final leg of the stool is personnel. Like, in order to enforce the deal that we got, we wanted specific people on specific committees in specific leadership posts. And, you know, what, what's the saying? You, you rob the banks because that's where the money's at. Well, we wanted far more representation on the Appropriations Committee because that's where the money is. And a lot of Americans don't know what the Rules Committee is or why that's important, but it totally governs what we get to vote on and what we don't get to vote on. And so we <clears throat> demanded specific people and specific representation on the Rules Committee. The yeah, final pause that. So it, it, he goes on again in the thread. Th- there's more detailed explanation from uh, from Gates on this shit. <clears throat> but he talks about how Pelosi specifically amassed all the almost the entirety of the House's power into the speaker's chair. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she got to like a bill could only make it to the floor if she says it makes it to the floor. Mm-hmm. She gave herself that power. Right. Yeah. Which is completely unconscionable like something goes to committee and if it comes out of committee it goes to the fucking floor that's how it's always been done until her now there's one more part of this and it is 
the part about just the general corruption but it's what we're always talking about about how this is all just a fucking foreplay game it's all about extracting wealth from the american population and putting it in the pockets of these cunts that's all it is bob go down to the one that's marked eight where uh uh, uh, rudikowski is leading off with a question it's about two minutes long but play the whole thing all right here you go especially in Washington, D.C., but but how deep does the rabbit hole goal be, go? Because there's a lot of people talking about you know the deep state, the intelligence agencies having a lot of control, using a lot of extortion, special interest, interest groups pulling the strings here. What's your understanding of how things really work in Washington, D.C., compared to what the average American kind of sees? Well, I think, that, like, the most corrupt, like, foray into this is like freshman orientation because like you show up here and i mean you know imagine showing up from northwest arkansas from like you know southern mississippi and you see the architecture of dc they take you out to like the finest steakhouse the best wine you've ever had and co-located at your table are the lobbyists for the major special interests for the committees that you're interested that you want to serve on so like i get here and they're like oh gates you want to be on the armed services committee have you met these defense contractors (laughs) these are the key lobbyists that round up the defense money and they put you with them from the very beginning and you sort of get the joke that if you give your vote card to the leadership and your calendar to the lobby corps, you just kind of get enveloped into a system that's there to nurture you and protect you and keep you out of harm's way. And all it costs you is your own belief set. And I don't think that's compromise so much as selling out. Now, you know, that, so that is like step one. And that catches a, a whole lot of the people who get here. And then beyond that, if you kind of resist that system, then they do try to extort you, uh, engage in anything they can do to compromise you, cancel you, find some joke that you liked on Instagram years ago that like doesn't fit with the mores of this time, find some email that you were on like the forward chain of that's like some basis to say that you're a white supremacist or you're, you know, some sort of uh, unacceptable human that can't be in polite company. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then if that doesn't work, it's abject destruction through the political process where there are many, many dollars lined up solely for the extermination of those who push back against against the narrative. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, what's even more interesting about this Gates interview is, uh, again, he's been on Drinking Bros before. He was very polished, very professional, <clears throat> uh, had his talking points and everything when he was on the show. Uh, and uh, he was great, but I thought he was a politician. This is the first time I've seen him in a setting where He's just kind of hanging out with a bro, yeah. going through what's really going on there. And everything that he just said in that clip is 100% true. Um, most of these dicks, and Dan and I have said this on the show numerous times, you take a Bobert out of a fucking Burger King at 16 years old and bumfuck Colorado and then put her in office and say, hey, how would you like to have millions of dollars? How would you like to not be poor again? How would you like to have fame, money, and all this cool shit? All you got to do is vote for X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I don't know how you're not in on all of it's that. It's the Stanford prison experiment, except for you get fucking rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's like dueling uh, things going on there. One is the wealth, and then one is the psychological, uh, I guess, allure of being in charge of other people. And this is why, you know, this is why we started this country with a system called federalism, where power is not centralized, but rather reduced to the lowest possible line, right? That's the whole point of our entire system of government, mm-hmm. is to prevent this shit from happening. And now these people will use the argument against you, and then fucking sixty percent of the American population will agree with them that you can't hold up this fucking bill that that 
steals money from people who are struggling because of inflation and rising costs and all this other bullshit. So you steal money from them <clears throat> to pay for this nonsense that we don't need. But if you don't vote for the entire omnibus bill that includes this one little fraction of something that people actually need, then you fucking you hate that one person. You mm-hmm. hate you hate veterans. You hate old people on Medicare or Social Security. How could you do that? How could you fucking do that? You know what I mean? The entire system is set up to moralize itself. And that is fucking authoritarian nonsense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's take MG, MGT, for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene or MTG, whatever the fuck. It didn't take very long to flip her, did it? Sure didn't. Firebrand out of the gate. Oh, I'm fucking boo, liberty. Go Pay, watch. Paycheck. Yep. Go watch her speeches from when she first got into office and what she ran on and everything else to who she is now as a politician. Her, her entire way of, of speaking, thought, everything has changed completely because she's on the other side now where she was like, oh, fuck, I'm from this butt fuck town in Georgia. Great. I don't want to go back there and sit in an olive garden at the fucking bar every night because I can't get a res at 8 o'clock when I can go down the street to that steakhouse that Gates was talking about and sit with my homies and have some great wine. Like, dude, they're not going back. They, think they all they're the fucking, fucking They think they're the Roman Senate. They really do. They believe it. They're like, I, I made it. I'm, I'm part of the aristocracy now. That's, that's how these people think. And, and that's why they can say stuff like what Dan Crenshaw says when he says, well, I'm not a representative of my constituents. I'm a trustee of their faith. Like, mm-hmm. no, it literally says representative in your job title, fuck face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you may not be able to see it because one of your eyes is closed, but I promise you it's there. <laughs> well, and, and the, with, with, with our media and the problem with our, with our mainstream media is you'll never see clips that are two, three minutes long where he can talk uninterrupted and, and actually talk to the Americans the way he just did in there. It's going to be gotcha, 10-second clips at a time, interrupted. They're going to make him look like a bad guy. If he sta- if, and, and that's the beautiful thing about the podcasts and why they're becoming so popular is he can actually sit there and make his case and, and, and make people understand why he's thinking what he's thinking or do, acting the way he's acting. And I don't know how anybody, when you watch that, would disagree with that. Me neither. And, uh, and it's unedited. Uh, it's a live conversation. So you can say whatever you want for as long as you want. There is no chopping it up to kind of make somebody look like an asshole. Right. Because you can just go bl- back and play the entire interview. Whereas if you're pulling a clip out of that for CNN, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a 10, 15 second sound bite and you can move on with your life. Now, the good news is the ratings for cable are historically low. Right. And podcasts are through the fucking roof. Yeah, I've right been now. on Timcast. He's got about. For the live show on YouTube, it's like somewhere between fifty and eighty thousand live viewers. Right? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's, that, a, it's a lot. It's like that's that's just people who are live on the channel at the time, not people who watch it later. His view, his videos get millions of views. Right? Millions of views. And if you pair that up with, let's just say, Anderson Cooper for a one-hour show versus Tim Pool for a one-hour show, it's not even close. Like Tim's, you know, five x, ten x of what Anderson Cooper is on CNN. So who's watching this shit and what happens after this? Uh, Dan, you've always talked about on the show how uh, there needs to be a great reset of government. It's starting to feel like we're getting there. If that thing comes true with what you said about uh, RFK and Tulsi Gabbard, mm. and you have three <laughs> true parties during all this fucking chaos that's going on right now. Maybe you start to tilt the table and, and, uh, and shake some of these people out. Well, the battle is not going to be in the halls of Congress. It's going to be on K Street in Washington, D.C., that's where the lobbyists live, right? So the battle is if, if you're uh, a lobbyist who makes their career selling to these politicians and they start to lose their power, like you have to defend their power. This is why this is, 
not just persisted for so long, but grown exponentially, particularly in the digital media age. Is that thing chasing you? Oh, yeah, it's a piece of shit, yeah. but that's right. Oh, that microphone? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. Um, we're good. <clears throat> um, the, the reason that it continues to get so bad is all of the power is trying to maintain its power, right? But it isn't just members of Congress. It would be easy if it was just members of Congress refusing to accept votes or cheating or whatever the fuck it is. But it is the biggest companies on earth, right? And then the lobbyists who sit at the intersection between them, they're the cutout. They're the guy who technically is committing what should be a crime, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're selling influence to Congress. Mm-hmm. That's a crime, right? Uh, uh, but it's legal because we call it lobbying. I don't know what the fuck that even means. But Raytheon and General Dynamics and Boeing and Lockheed Martin, all of the oil companies, all of these people, right, are spending billions of dollars, billions a year, lobbying these assholes like we the the elections we spend somewhere around for a general election it's going to be around five billion just on candidates right who knows how much lobbying money is being spent there right so they're this is they're propping all this stuff up so the fight isn't just going to be it isn't just about voting the right people into office right it's about tearing the goddamn system down this system that exists right now or at least the, the the way that they execute it right now it cannot persist right there's nothing you could do if there's no set of tires you can put on a car that has no engine, that's going to make it better. Right. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work that way. Uh, what, what I don't understand is why is there only eight Republicans that agree on this kind of stuff? What, where the hell are all the other Republicans in, in Congress? I, I think it's identical to what, what Dan's been saying on this show for, for years, where it is the aristocracy and, uh, God forbid, you don't pass this bill. Then you're not going to get paid. Then you can't do all the cool shit and hang out and have the nice meals right. and, and continue to fuck off. Not just that, but anything that makes somebody in a leadership position look weak is a problem for them, right? Like it's Donald Trump is an outsider. He's he's not a politician. He's not a DC guy. Whatever. I mean, whether you like him or not, that's that is a fact. So you you can tear him down all you want. Anybody that bucks the trend and doesn't play along with the DC games, you can go after them. But for them, a Kevin McCarthy, a, ne- a legit neocon, a guy mm-hmm. that would fucking start another war in Iraq today if he had the opportunity to do it, that guy has to be protected, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and the other part of this, too, is uh, for the Democratic side, which we, you talked about earlier. Why do they want to do this? Why are they so fucking happy in Biden and all that other shit? Well, it makes the GOP look incompetent. Uh, and now... They can't even have a fucking speaker in the house for yeah. what six months. I mean, well, how long was McCarthy in there? Eight months tops. Was it in the end of January we had this bullshit? <laughs> um, so he didn't even make it a full eight months. I think it's the third shortest term of all time. I think uh, it's the second shortest from what I I thought I heard, and the and the shortest one was a guy died. A guy died. All right, right. Yeah. Um, and with this, he's the only one to ever be ousted. So you have that on your resume for the Democrats, where you're like, mm-hmm. great. And this party can't figure it the fuck out. Now, to that point, sure, that's what it looks like to to a lot of American people right now. Right. So, what does the Republican Party do going forward, and who's going to be the guy that will actually get the votes? Because it was a real motherfucker last time to nominate one dude and push him through. How well, are they going to do this again without it making without it making it look so chaotic before this election that you just hate the, the Republican Party altogether? Well, I, I asked Rosendale yesterday what who the front runner was or if there was somebody that they were talking about as the front runner. And he said there's no front runner whatsoever. But he said that's a good thing. He's like it shouldn't be like an, an agreed upon behind the scenes mm-hmm. thing. Like it's going to be something that's 
figured out in, in public in public in yeah. front of people. And then somebody, I mean, this is the problem with McCarthy, right? He couldn't keep his coalition together. Mm-hmm. That's a bad leader. Yeah. Right. So he made promises that he knew he had no intention of keeping just so he could get into the speaker's chair. That's what he did. Yeah. He knew he was going to fuck Gates and his crew over after they made that deal. And he, and he fucking took the speaker's gavel, hoping, I guess, that Democrats would bail him out because he's voting for Ukraine. He's voting for all these omnibus bills and so on and so forth. Uh, Bob, if you can pull up uh, his comments um, when he actually passed the <clears throat> vote and got through what he said afterwards. Uh, about Gates? Yeah, uh, No, uh, McCarthy himself. Mm. Um, because <clears throat> last night they broke into you know the news and all that other stuff, and we kind of chatted about it yesterday. I finally got to see what that was. Um, on ABC News and NBC News, and they all use the same clips. Uh, oh, wait, Hugh Jackman's Chocolate Factory, which is really funny. That's a funny name. Uh-huh. Uh, is that about, his username? Yes. Oh, my God. That's good. I'm all in. Uh, he says, does this mean that Latrell, meaning Morgan Latrell's bot? Absolutely does, 100%. I have no qualms saying that at all. Anybody that voted against removing McCarthy from this, McCarthy from this uh, for the most part, I would say yes. They're, they're not, bot's not the right word. These people are... They, they have been convinced that DC operates as intended, mm-hmm. right? So you can call that whatever you want. I call it, uh, it's it maybe naive, right? Well, you, he just got in. I don't, but you got to be really fucking stupid. Like nobody that believes in, in the American system of government thinks that every single goddamn thing that we do uh, as, a, as a government should be bundled into one bill and passed like that. No, we break things down and vote on things individually, as we always have forever. Right. So, yeah, he's just protecting the institution. So I have no fucking trust or faith in that guy. Or, or he's scared or he's or he's too, too weak to actually stand up yeah. on his own. Well, which is which is worse. Yeah. Exactly. Which is yeah. it's like freshman year. I'll go back to what Gates's statement was, was, hey, man, we'll take you under our wing. We'll teach you the system and everything else. Yeah. And you got to vote for this. Uh, McCarthy was actually out in a hallway, Bob, um, uh, when he made that those comments. Uh, about how amped he was to get in, and uh, he got all teary-eyed. Um, I believe it was back in January. If you if you can find it, cool. If not, I can summarize it for you. Uh, in regard to the Democrats, though, this is amazing because it distracts from the dead person that's sure does. the head of their party. Sure does. It couldn't happen at a better time. No. Or the, the fact that one of their legislators just pulled a fire alarm trying to stop yeah. a vote from happening. Or that one of their people at the Pentagon just got caught in a fucking dogfighting ring of all things. Like, what the fuck is going on over Sweet. here? As a matter of fact, I've got a list of things that have happened <laughs> since uh, <clears throat> since this shit's been going on with Trump and uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy on the Republican side. Here's a list of things that have happened. The Democrat chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee was charged taking bribes from a foreign country. Perfect. Did you hear about that on the news? Nope. All right. D.C. Attorney General has uh, sent subpoenas to Democrat dark money giant Arabella advisors over possible legal activity. A House Democrat stalled a House proceeding, as we know, by uh, pulling a fire alarm, which is a felony. Biden's envoy to Iran was outed as an Iranian spy. Oops. Ah, You don't say. Oops. We're the most incompetent motherfuckers of all time. Gavin Newsom appointed a Marylander to be California senator. I don't think that's that big a deal. Uh, Hunter Biden pleaded not guilty to his gun charge. Mm. Hunter was also caught listing his dad's home address as the beneficiary on a wire transfer from the CCP. No shit. Wow. Oops. Okay. Uh, shit. And then a Democrat House member was carjacked thanks to an explosion of predatory criminal uh, behavior in D.C. And then, of course, finally after that, we get to Joe Biden, who doesn't know where the fuck he is. Right. So it's a list of things, right? Yeah. And from a guy who sends about 10 to 15 wires a day, I can tell you on that address thing, 
You want to list the bank, not your home address for that, Hunter. <laughs> you fucking moron. Um, that's wild, dude. Uh, but it's it, look, it's a great distraction from everything else that's going on. And, and Dan's right, we're not talking about the old man pooping his pants anymore. Um, shit, even <laughs> Trump got a day off from from his legal woes for this fucking bullshit. Uh, and now we're wondering who's next. Now, well, to your point from before about who's going to be maybe speaker, mm-hmm. it'll be whomever on the Republican side can galvanize enough votes, or no one. I believe Those are your two options. Jim Jordan has tossed his hat in the ring. Jim, there's no, uh, there's way. no way, there's no way. And so, I, he can uh, toss his hat in the ring all he wants. He's got about as much as a shot as uh, Kaepernick starting for the Jets next week. There's no fucking way. Um, people hate that guy, uh, and that's an Ohio State guy talking from an Ohio State guy. But nobody likes that fucking guy. Um, the the old man, by the way, with the Orville Redenbacher guy who was banging the gavel. Uh, his first motion today. I don't know if you saw it was to get uh, Pelosi out of her office. Um, apparently, <clears throat> McCarthy, one of his, the side deals that he cut was uh, he let Nancy Pelosi keep her Speaker of the House office, Yeah. although he was Speaker of the House. house. And so uh, that little Orville Redenbacher guy who we showed you at the top of the show uh, actually made her leave and vacate the office this morning. <laughs> uh, Bob, there is a picture of this on Twitter where they're rolling out her shit. She had a nice little TV cart. The same, it's identical to the one that we had. And they were rolling that out of the office there, so they made her get all their yeah. shit out of it. When that news broke, by the way, Michael Malice, I'm not, I, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Um, I think he actually lives here in Austin, but he's uh, a Tim Cass sort of guy, libertarian dude. He's, in a, he's actually in a narco capitalist, but his uh, tweet was, Kevin McCarthy is going to go home, pour himself a nice scotch, and beat off to the thought of his wife getting fucked by Matt Gates. Oh, wow. Because you, you win Speaker of the House... And you let the old fucking bitch that ruined the office keep your keep the office. You're a fucking cuck, dude. Mm-hmm. That dude doesn't get hard. No, he just Who, watches who's the hundred year old gal that uh, that old bitch that just died from California? Oh, Diane Feinstein. Do they give Dine. her Stein? wheelchair? Do they pass her wheelchair down to Pelosi? I, oh, I, I put a bid on it on eBay. I went in the office. You want? He wanted to smell the seat. <laughs> sure did. I love smelling my grandfather's bicycle seat as a child. I'm gonna yeah. love smelling that one. Uh, yeah. Pop this pickup. It's Bob. like a combination of Werther's original and mothballs. And embalming fluid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's actually the name of the show we did yesterday. Old bitch dead. Or old something. bitch dead. <laughs> crushed in the ratings. Um, I forget who named. Titled that, but we won yesterday. We were, I don't know, oh, shit. 30 in the world. Bob, go to Mike. There's her little shit. So, what is that, Bob? Is that a handbag that's a t- out there? That's, and that's a handbag and a TV. TV, TV bags, wheel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, look at that. Uh, Bob, go to Michael Malice's uh, Twitter, please. Because I, I just, I have, I hadn't seen this yet. But now I'm seeing it, and I think I feel like we need to put it up on the screen. And so while he's doing that, uh, Kevin McCartman's, McCarthy's statements when he got uh, the job itself, when he went out in the hallway to self-congratulate himself, he said, my dad would be very proud of me. Um, you know, I, I did all the right things, and I'm going to keep this job. And the reporter goes, how long do you, do you think you're going to have this job? Like, do you think you'll go two years? And he goes, 1,000%. And they just played that clip on a loop over and over <laughs> and over. He didn't even make it two years. It's not like she was goading him into like, oh, hey, you're going to be here 20 years? Yeah. The only question she asked was, are you going to make it two? Well, he's an empty suit. I mean, you can see that there's nothing behind his eyes. Bob, scroll down. Put, put it up on screen and then scroll down. I'll tell you where to stop. Josh, I don't know if you've been on a podcast before, but we got some sponsors that pay for this shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. All right, kids, listen up. Listen up. There's a brand new deal in town at Ghostbed, all right? 
50% off everything in the entire store. Bam, 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 bam. 50, five, zero. 50% off everything in the entire store. That's everything. That is the adjustable base. That is the mattresses. That is the sheets. That is the pillows. That's the RV mattresses. It's the weighted blankets. Everything is 50% off with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkouts. They have never done this before. God damn. I don't know if it's because we were bitching about the IT guys dying down in uh, Ocean Gate or whatever it was. But guess what, kids? You're getting 50% off everything in the entire store at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. All you got to do, use the promo code drinking bros at checkout. Best mattresses in the biz. Now, the last few days, I've been hyping up their massage mattress. And I said, okay, is that going to be 50% off? They said, no, that's a new one, and that's a big boy one. But it will be $1,000 off with the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. $1,000 off. The pre-order of the massage mattress, 50% off everything in the entire store at ghostbit.com forward slash Drinking Bros. I wasn't fucking around. They're not either. Biggest savings they've ever had in the history of their company. 50% off everything. Shit, I think the old one was uh, 50% off the bundle package. Now it's 50% off everything in the entire store over there. Promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. And when you do checkouts, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit over there. Yes, the 50% off deal in the store is good with that. So if you load up that cart, no matter what you put in the, in the, in the cart at GhostBed, I don't care if you put 80 pillows in there, 10 mattresses, five adjustable bases. You're going to get 50% off at checkout, and then you can stretch out those payments over three years. They've never done this shit before. Take advantage of it now. I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm reading the email now, and uh, it doesn't have a beginning and end date. Well, the beginning date is now, but uh, the end date, who knows? So take advantage of it. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Promo code Drinking Bros gets you 50% off everything in the entire store. Let's go. Next up, we got firstform.com slash drinking bros. Look at my little boys all grown up. They're all grown up over there, these microfactors, dude. Everybody's getting the microfactors. My little boys out there who listen to the show are all grown up. All fucking grown up now. Uh, microfactors, not just a multivitamin. It's a convenient daily packet with six products included in it that provides what you need on a daily basis to be healthy because let's face it, we don't eat the way we need to in order to fill the demands of our bodies. Without getting vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients uh, in, inside of us consistently, we're going to struggle to reach any type of health or fitness goal, whether that's weight loss, putting on muscle, getting lean, or just overall being healthy. Uh, in this, what are you getting those micro factors? You're getting the uh, antioxidants, the multivitamins, the probiotics, the CoQ10s, and the EFAs, which is all of those essential fatty acids, and the fruits and veggies over there. I keep this box on my desk and pull out a plastic. I'm going to rub it against the microphone so you know I'm not lying. There it is. Take one of these every single day. It turns my pee bright yellow. I know that I'm healthy and I'm able to conquer the world. Go to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros today. Get these micro factors. Uh, get the energy drinks over there. Best in the biz. Love those goddamn things. And uh, the protein sticks are second to none. Those breakfast bars. 
really gets you going in the morning over there. Orders over $75 ship for free over there at firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Best in the biz. Love these guys. Stop using GNC. Start using the micro factors from firstform.com slash drinking bros. Next up, we got dietsmoke.com. You know it's going to be a party when Diet Smoke's on the show. Yes, our old friend Diet Smoke is back, baby. Now, for those of you new to THC, let me break it down for you. Diet Smoke crafts their premium THC gummies from 100% American-grown hemp. That's the good stuff. Now, here's the best parts. It's the variety that Diet Smoke offers. They got those uh, 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams, 25, 50. They got the hondos. Shit, they got 150 milligrams if you're uh, looking for that kind of party. That's too much for me. I take one of these every single night. It's a tenor. Uh, also, I love the new ones with the uh, the CBD in them and the, the melatonin. I go nine-nine real fast on those goddamn things. They're the purple ones, by the way. Uh, big fan of those. The flavors are amazing. The taste is amazing. And it's the perfect medium high over there. Each bag comes with a QR code on it. All those gummies I've had in the past, they're, they're always out of whack, dude. Like You'll have one in the top of the bag, and you're like, yeah. It's not really what I was looking for. In the bottom of the bag, you're like, holy shit, I'm fucking high, dude. I'm in the floor. Not with these things. So you can scan the QR code in every single bag. tells you how much is in it. Uh, it's approved. Boom, you're good to go. And let's say they're liars. Let's say you take one of these diet smokes and you're like, you're a liar. What's going to happen now? You know, There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. They got your back. Here's the fun part. For all the Drinking Bros listeners out there, you can go to dietsmoke.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, and shit, you can get them on, on everything over there. 15% off, dude. Promo code DRINKINGBROS at dietsmoke.com. Now, remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Cheers to Diet Smoke. And yes, there is THC in this. is fucking weed, bro. You're going to piss hot on a drug test. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, man, am I going to beat the drug? No, dude, it's weed. It's THC. Gummies. Shipped to your house. If you take them, yeah, you're going to piss hot, dude. Uh, so that's the deal. But for those states that aren't legal yet, this is the best way to get fucking weed shipped to your house. It's awesome. Um, these are the best I've ever had, dude. Uh, big fan of dietsmoke.com. Promo code Drinking Bros gets you 15% off. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going a little farther. Oh, there Whoa, we go. There we is. go. Oh, my God, dude. Is that... Uh, wow. Does everybody recognize what's <laughs> happening here? Sure do. That is uh, Matt Gates uh, on uh, Kevin McCarthy, who was uh, George Floyd. Matt Gates is the police officer, and uh, he's killed Matt Gates. Well, or, uh, we McCarthy. don't know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah, like, so it could have been the fentanyl. Could be fentanyl, but uh, <clears throat> wow. That's a big boy. I mean, who is Michael Malice? Um, He's uh, like a political pundit slash comedian okay is he able to podcast or something yeah okay yeah that's funny do you see gates come out this morning too and he was ripping him for the the first act that they did this morning was to vote to take a week off to go home and and cry about <clears throat> about this this whole situation are they gonna get in sackcloth and ash and mourn like fucking jews did in the first century or some shit that's what i thought when i read it because i read that too and i was like <laughs> are what, they gonna come what, back what do you mean you're gonna black? take a full week off to what think about it and take a fucking cock soak yeah yeah and that's what he said you know, it's like normal americans when things don't go right at their job don't get to just go home for a week and cry yeah dude i mean <clears throat> uh that's not true um what's his name? Nice? Buttigieg. he did 
Oh, it was that four baby. months, yeah. <laughs> yeah he took but it was, four they months. had to figure out which dad was going to breastfeed the kid. So Yeah, so they had to do that. Yeah. Um, is there any other <laughs> favorites here now that's uh, – I just had a curiosity. I want to see who this is because they're going to have a hard time getting votes, one would imagine. Um, I mean, all right, so you know, they're saying Steve Scalise yeah. is favored here. One, mm-hmm. par- one party won't be able to pull it off. Scalise was second in charge already. So I, I have the voting odds if you want them. Oh, yeah. Are they in my bookie? Yeah, you can get them on mybookie.com. Promo code um, drinking bros. More than double that deposit up to 110%. So hopefully they posted them by now. Um, Steve Scalise is the favorite, minus 130. Okay. Uh, Kevin Hearn and Jim Jordan are actually both number two in, at plus 800. Okay. Thanks. I've got uh, Tom Emmer and Patrick McHenry. Tom Hemmer, or Emmer, I don't even know who the fuck that is, is uh, plus 350. Scalise is plus 100. Patrick McHenry is plus 400. Elise Stefanik is uh, plus 500. McCarthy is plus 700. What do you think you're going to bring him back? No. Even he's, got already, down there. he's already he's said gone. he won't, he <laughs> yeah, won't, he won't go, go again. Um, yeah, Trump's on here. Donald Trump. Plus 2,000. <laughs> yep. Which is better odds than how would, how would that even be possible? You don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker of the House. Really? Yeah. It could be any just dick off the street? Other than the President and Vice President. What about or a you member then? Of the Senate. Do you want to do it? No. I mean, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Because here's how that would go. Uh, you're not passing one more fucking bill that doesn't limit the size of government. So the next bill you're going to pass is term limits on Congress. And the one after that is... Uh, 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 a, a complete and outright ban on any kind of lobbying. And the one after that would be a complete and outright ban of any kind of uh, investment in the stock uh, community in any way, whether it's fucking mutuals, blind or not, I don't give a fuck. Like you lose, when, when you come into public service, you lose rights. That's, that's a fucking fact, right? Mm-hmm. You, you fucking give up some of this stuff and then you go serve your country and then you can go back. And then there's a 10 year moratorium after any kind of, uh, sitting, being in public office for any kind of government work of any kind, right? No like more it. money. And then, obviously, I'm going to stop everything that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, the border is going to get locked the fuck down. And all these people, all 50 million or so of these illegal immigrants running around, they're going to get launched into the fucking ocean. I like all of that. Uh, my bookie does have this up. I'm on their page they right do, now. Yeah, yeah so that's what I was reading from. Uh, yeah. Steve Scalise, Tom Emmer. I, who is Elise... Stefanik? Yeah, Stefanik? who is that? I don't know who that is. Uh, I know the name. Let me look up where she's from. Uh, she is from New York. Uh, is she hot? Like, can we get somebody hot in there at least? Like, I'm, I'm tired of looking at uggos. You're definitely <laughs> not going to get that. She's the chair of the House Republican Conference. Can we get Bobert up there in her new boltons? Like something. She's plus fun. ten thousand. Is she? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I didn't go all the way down this list. You know that. So they democratic. No, I've got. They sti- actually have oh, a Democrat Bobert, yeah. on here. Um, they got Hakeem Jeffries on here. Now I know the Democrats would love that, obviously, but uh, that's not going to fucking happen. No, they don't have the votes for that. Um, I think Stefanik took Gilbert or uh, Chris Gibson's old spot. Let me see. Byron Donalds. You know, is that is that something they consider? I know Byron Donalds. Um, is that something they consider? Where uh, let's go the uh, the routes of Gavin Newsom saying it's a black lady. We're going to put a black lady in there. Do do they put a black dude or a black chick in there? Uh, has a black person ever been Speaker of the House? I think they should put a horse, like a talking <laughs> horse. No, hmm. it's a regular old horse. And if he stomps once, it's a yes. And if he stomps two, it's a no. <laughs> right. At least there would be some measure of reason in Congress after that. 
<laughs> I would love it, dude. It's like the puppy bowl where you're just waiting. Where you're like, oh my god, are they gonna? Who's gonna do this? You know, is it the Seattle Seahawks or the yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles? And then boom, you. It's like uh, if the horse stomps once and everybody cheers. It's like that meme where you see the the shit come up on the screen and the whole bar goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. The horse stomps. The horse has made his decision. <laughs> or it's, it's like, like we get Puxatani Phil. Yep. To be the speaker of the house. He's already up there. He's in Pennsylvania. He's not far away. Not far uh, away somebody in the chat was asking for Cleavon Buford. Oh, Cleavon Babies Buford, repube. I wouldn't be more than happy to do that job, but I would only talk in that voice. Oh, yeah. And only for every say single repube. vote. Yeah. Uh, the repubes have spoken. And then uh, that would be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a real blast. Because wouldn't you like to hear an old racist Southern man up there? Like real, real one. But he was also very generous with his super hot young wife. Yes. Right. A generous lover. Yeah. Um, taught his uh, butler how to read by putting a chalkboard around his neck. Yeah. He did a lot of things. He also offered to suck great. everybody's dicks in his district to get him to vote for FDR. The whole state. Yeah. So, yeah, if there was a guy out there who's willing to suck dicks, all their constituents' dicks. Well, that dude, Andy, whatever, from Firefest. Oh, right? Yeah. Let's that make guy, him the speaker of the house. That would be a great one. He gets one. shit done. He sure He's the a fuck fixer, does, right? dude. It's He's either him fixer. or Ray Donovan. It's one of the two. <laughs> he is a fucking fixer, that guy. God damn. We can only, hope- only stay serious for so long until it went off the rails. No, and I hope you guys and all appreciate that. that. We made it 40 minutes before we started saying crazy shit. And there was one more thing that you left out <laughs> that it was, it was not... Uh, they've been hiding here. Biden's dog bit another fucking person? That's been in the news. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Major or commander or some shit? What's this is, uh, They're both letting it rip. Commander. commander yeah, he's, he's bitten like 12 people, I think. Yeah, yeah, so now he's bit a White House staffer uh, days before he bit the Secret Service agent. And new photos... They got, oh, shit, dude. They got a pic of this fucking thing. Bob, pull up this picture. This is an old man in the bushes, and he just bit the shit out of this guy's arm. Why don't they get him a CNI dog? Who? Biden. Oh, boy. And help him get off stage. Nah, they couldn't do that. Couldn't do it. it bit the shit out of this old man's arm. It really got his chompers in that arm, Does it show dude. the bite mark? It sure does. It's in uh, the Daily <laughs> Mail. Um, yeah, man. Who took this photo? says, uh, the incident, which was unwittingly captured on camera by a tourist, snapping photos on September 13th. <laughs> I love oh, that it shit. was somebody just outside the gate. <laughs> it's just some old, random old man getting lit the fuck up by a murder dog. Look at that murder dog. <laughs> Zoom in, Bob, on the murder dog's mouth there. He's not only trying to bite this man, which, I mean, he's got, a, he's got the full fucking arm there. Um, he's trying to rape him too. Oh yeah, you can see his dick getting hard down Look there. Look at that, close enough. It's, you see that? It's behind that flower right now, but I can see a little red peeking out around the corner. Josh, you ever been raped by a dog? No, no, I haven't been raped by a dog, but I've never been to the White House either. So. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. maybe I, I could mean, knock both off the bucket list. Yeah, you could go there. Well, you're from I, Montana, right? You know, you know, yeah, you know those uh, <clears throat> dogs that they they can now sense like when someone's going to have like a seizure or yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, <clears throat> it seems like they need to get him a dog that. Maybe even like alerts, maybe sits down or something when it smells like when Biden shit himself. Like, I think there could be different uses for dogs for him with the CNI uh-huh. dog or the alert. Well, dog. you know, they've got him in tennis shoes now to make sure he doesn't trip. Is that real? Yeah. Are they sketchers shape ups? Is he trying to keep in shape too? No, I think he's just trying to stay upright. Mm. So maybe they've got some kind of fucking oscillating device in there of some sort. You got a gyroscope in the shoes. What a weird time, man, in, yeah. uh, in the United States politics. But you know what? This is exactly what happened uh, 87, late 87 through 89 when Reagan was in office. 
he was completely out to lunch and yep. the, and everybody hit it. The the difference is Nancy did everything. Yeah, the difference is there was no fucking social media to capture him falling up and down the stairs all the time back mm-hmm. then. Uh, there was a doc that just dropped uh, maybe a year ago on Reagan, and they had all the behind-the-scenes footage. You know, now that he's th- that he's dead, they he's just eating pudding it. and gummy bears all the time, dude. Like he was obsessed with gummy bears. He was he was jelly just beans. doing jelly multiple beans. Sorry, takes yeah, yeah. too because he was old as shit, and they would edit down his speeches and everything. Really? You could see it in real time, and then you could see her come in. She was Nancy Reagan was a fucking gangster though. Like yeah. she would come in and be like, "Hey, dude, we're all done here." Like she knew when he was going off the rails. Whereas Jill isn't there for some reason. Yeah, but, but she's a doctor. going to pull him back. <laughs> she is a doctor. She is a doctor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here's my take on... This is not just about politics, but old people in general. Yeah. They suck. Yeah. What the fuck? I haven't even gotten to my shit yet. <laughs> I know where this is going, dude. You, you want them all dead. No, no, no. A wood so the, I think the average lifespan for a man now is 77 in the U.S. and 82 for a woman. I could be wrong on that. But I feel like if you make it to 85, you've proven that you're a, a genetic standout and you need to be sentenced to hard labor for the rest of your life after that. Like, <laughs> let's get a little bit more out of this guy. because yeah. And it has two benefits. One, for society, right? They're at, and, and that's a twofold thing on its own. What, they're out of the way and they're being productive, right? And then for their sake... Uh, they're getting exercise, breaking rocks or whatever they're doing, stamping license plates or whatever. Sure. And then part two is, you know, they're keeping their mind active, so they're going to live even longer. So we're, I'm talking about, uh, you know, a future society where we have two, three hundred year old people doing all of our manual labor, and the rest of us can just sit back and enjoy life. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? It's not a bad idea. No, it's not, because you know. Fuck old people. Exactly. Uh, by the way, the Black Rifle Coffee uh, takeover is happening here. Starbucks just announced they're going to close seven San Francisco <laughs> locations here in the next coming weeks. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think Black Rifle's opening up any new San Francisco Why locations. Why not? <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. If it's going to be vacant anyways, yeah. you might as well have a bunch of armed people in the goddamn store and nobody's going to steal or you know shoot up in the bathroom or anything else. Why doesn't Black Rifle just take over these empty locations now that San Francisco is becoming a ghost town? And just being like, great, do you want to try to come in? I mean, it kind of sounds like when Wyatt Earp and his crew moved into Tombstone, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Why not? Just But what, what's in this, in this scenario, what is the gunfight at the OK Corral exactly? Is it human shit? Like, we're tired of human shit. We'd start tasering fucking bums or what? We're tired of people shitting in the street and just passing it off, Wyatt. And it would be awesome if there was a Wyatt who was the... <laughs> oh, we can find a Wyatt. Yeah, dude. we can find Wyatt easy. I mean, it costs 150 bucks down the courthouse to change a name to Wyatt. Yeah. Come on. I'll, I, I'll pay for it. If you want to change your name to Wyatt and put on a sheriff costume and go hang out in San Francisco and start arresting people, tasing them, <sighs> be great. I'll fund the whole thing. Great. Who is it? Uh, Sam Shepard in that movie? No. No, it's uh, Bill Sam Paxton, Elliott. Sam Elliott. But and Sam Elliott was the one who was like, God damn it, what? We can't just keep taking money off of people and letting them watch. Like some kind of goddamn lives. pimp. Yeah, it looks like some kind of goddamn. So we got to have law and Oh, order. no, he said, I'm sorry. He said Vulture. Vulture, uh, yeah. It was, it was uh, that little squirrely dude that called Sam Elliott a pimp. Yeah. I'll cut your pimp heart out. I'll cut your goddamn pimp's heart out. Yeah, and they fucking <laughs> smacked him on the beak, dude. Uh, gave him a little rap on the beak, took him to prison. Yeah. Big fan there. That's, you could do that when all the weapons were sing, uh, 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 single action, right? You didn't have to worry about the gun going off mm-hmm. unless the hammer was back. So you could fucking pistol whip the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Now you got to be careful. Glock doesn't have a goddamn safety on it. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Wild times, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, you got, a, you got a knife company there. 
I do. You ever Stab. killed a man with a knife? I have not. Well, time no. to figure it out. <clears throat> yeah. Well, grab mine. never Let's too see. late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not something that's part of your company where you guys uh, just each draw a knife and then and then figure the fuck out. No, we haven't. We haven't really uh, signed many ambassadors in the stabbing area. Uh, well, look behind yeah. you. <laughs> Back uh, right there. Where are we at? Best in the biz. I don't know. Oh OJ, yeah, OJ. OJ Simpson, brother. Yeah. OJ. Yeah, he's out there. Would you ever it's give him a available. knife sponsorship? I mean, we definitely would have to talk about it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All news is, or any publicity is good publicity, right? Hello, is that what they Twitter say? world, and he just holds up his yeah. knife. Oh, yeah. that'd be great, dude. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, little, little different, little different uh, kind of knife company than uh, than OJ's knife company. Is it? Tell us about. You it. don't know what kind of knife he used. You sure don't. It's true. Maybe he was. It's not. It's not been recovered. We yet. know the gloves. I wonder if it was his one and of the his shoes. Elk hunting knives. Yeah, I'm sure OJ yeah. Was he was a big elk hunter. Big, big bow hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's. It's a newer company and just in the last few years, but we've been growing fast and yeah, it's pretty exciting. Where at in Montana are you guys at? We're in Frenchtown, Montana, which is just outside of Missoula. Um, is it as nice as everybody Western says? Montana. It's pretty damn nice. That's what I heard, dude. Yeah. And everybody says don't move there because they want to keep it Montana. Yeah. But how close is it flipping over to Hollywood? We're being overrun. Yeah. Are you really? Oh yeah, for sure. Shit. Yeah, especially during COVID when people lived the realized the shitholes they were in were we're uh, all going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, we, so we got some friends that live in Montana, and they said property values have skyrocketed there, uh, yeah, land and all that other stuff. It's unbelievable. That's, yeah. that's what I've heard. Yeah, it's, and I actually feel really, you know, I, I, I don't know how these young kids that are 25, 20, 25 years old are ever going to buy a home, buy a property. They're not? You, yeah. can't, you can't afford that shit? Yeah. No, it's crazy. And, you know, nobody's really selling any homes either, especially with all the low interest rates and everything and you know everybody's just turning them into rentals so there's not much even inventory wise for people to buy you know no it's uh it's getting real spooky out there and uh, i talked to somebody last night uh my wife and i had to go to this uh this dinner thing and uh they were talking about people who had bought uh rental properties for like airbnbs and things like that yep um in different you know big cities like a san francisco or a phoenix or something like that not along like beaches or anything because obviously everybody's going to vacation, but uh, they were hoping to make some extra income off of that. Well, Airbnb has had to raise their rates so much that people are like, well, fuck, this is the same price as a goddamn hotel at this point. I might as well just get a a hotel room versus an Airbnb. So they're having problems and they're starting to sell their houses and everything else. Uh, I hope this doesn't turn into a massive economic crash, but I don't know how to avoid it at this point. Yeah. One, one of the things that's happening with Airbnbs, it just Bozeman, uh, Montana just passed this. And I, I know this is going on in Seattle and a lot of other places is these, uh, local governments are passing rules where you can't actually have an Airbnb. Anymore. HOAs are doing and, it too. You can't do it in any of our neighborhoods. I, 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 as much as I understand there's a housing crisis, it's another one of those, to, to me, it's an overreach, like government telling you, you know, you, you own this house, you bought this house five years ago and you're Airbnb in it. And all of a sudden overnight, you can't rent that house out anymore. <clears throat> um, but I, I do know it's definitely an issue. Uh, the housing is, but I just don't like the idea of small government, you know, or, or of government like uh, like like city of Bozeman telling people they can't rent their house. Yeah, well, I would very quickly in direct order tell the city of Bozeman to suck my entire hog. And I <laughs> well, would do exactly what the fuck I want. If they want to come down there and start some shit, then we'll do that too. Right? A lot of it is yeah. local HOAs who get together and say, hey, I'm tired yeah. of... HOAs know. aren't very powerful in Montana. Uh, no, no, not well, not Montana, but uh, everywhere else where they're saying, hey, dude, I'm tired of that the house next door. 
bought a you know million let's call it a million dollar house i bought a million yeah. dollar house the house next door they're renting it out every night people are partying people are destroying the place uh they've turned it into a tiktok house and uh and i can't live next door to that that's not the neighborhood i signed up for. i would move back into that house and, and i would behave even worse than the goddamn tiktokers <laughs> like hey don't you wish those tiktokers are back bitch well now legally you can do that goddamn so, yeah, right i can go back in there you don't want to get like, into hey, a dude. fucking battle with me i got all kinds of free time my, my sister had a house down in tucson she just had to sell because the hoa had a rule against <laughs> airbnb and they were kind of trying to get away with it a little bit and they they airbnb or the uh hoa came after them lawyers and all and oh yeah they She's, they sold it because they'll, they'll get into illegal disputes. Yep. Um, that's happening a lot. Nobody's really talking about it, but uh, it's happening a lot. And it's happening to a lot of people yep. uh, in you know nicer neighborhoods and mm. things like that. Because a lot of people are working from home too. That's the other part of this. Yep. We're like, bro, I'm fucking working. Like, I you can't be out here doing whatever the fuck you're doing here for two days or whatever it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing for HOAs. If you buy into an HOA, you know the rules moving in. That's your own deal. But for for you know, like a city government to just up and change the rules. Um, yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. No. Uh, I want to go back to your company, though. You've got some culinary knives on here that are dope, dude. Oh, that's what I need. Oh, we do. So I cook, shit, son. I cook probably. Let me, let me just go to my, Montana Knives uh, Company.com, Bob, and pull up their, their culinary section. I probably yeah you're, you're sold out of a lot. I of cook like 40, yeah. 40 pounds of meat a week, mm-hmm. probably something like really? that. Really? Yeah. I cut a lot of yeah. meat. Yeah. Need so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to get some of these. I didn't Look even know you guys these, sold those. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> you know, we we are sold out of a lot of stuff, and and that's we're we're working on that. Uh, you know, the way the way that this kind of happened was we, you know, I started this actually during COVID of 2020. Uh, you know, I was a custom knife maker for a lot of years before that. Um, I started making knives when I was 11 years old. Uh, my little league baseball coach started teaching me. As actually, I actually was uh, raised in Lincoln, Montana, which is home of the Unabomber. Fuck no yeah. shit! Congratulations! Yeah. Yeah. Hey, give us some applause for that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, wait. He went to Michigan. Ah, I'm fine so. with it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll allow it. I Just figured you'd like for that. the Unabomber. I'll allow yeah. it. Go ahead. But uh, but no, I, I I grew up making knives, uh, made custom knives. But then, you know, I, I was always something started happening that was really bothering me, which was I was seeing all these replaceable blade knives, throwaway knives in stores, and knives and guns are one of the few things that we especially as men pass down mm-hmm. everything today is being made to throw away and and i've i've sharpened knives for decades for people they bring it in and they're like hey this was my grandpa's knife he was in vietnam or he was a guide in alaska or he, whatever the thing is maybe it was my grandma's chef's knives whatever and now we were starting to throw away one of the few things that we actually passed down and uh the other thing that bothered me was just how much of the of, of those things that we passed down they're freaking being made in china being yeah. made overseas <laughs> And, uh, and so all your knives are made in, in the United States. Yep. hundred percent. And, and I, uh, you know, I, I was being told by everybody, basically I couldn't do it. You can't, you couldn't compete. You couldn't start a, a company like this and not do stuff in China. And I, I know a lot of the, these knife companies and knife makers that are having stuff done overseas and, and I just didn't believe it. So I started, uh, doing this on my, in my evenings. I was, I was actually a journeyman lineman for the power company okay. and I was doing this morning and night and uh, got my business partner on board. He started doing the photography and the website and the marketing stuff. And <coughs> that first year, I actually quit my job January 1st of 2021. And we didn't take a paycheck for half of that next year. And uh, and now we've grown. We've got like 32 employees now. Shit. And it's turned into 
you know, a pretty major brand. So it's, it's really, it's really been cool, but it's all been bootstrapped. No, no investment, no outside sources, uh, no, no borrowing from banks. We just, and so that's kind of why we've been sold out and why it's been tough to get our stuff is we would make as many knives basically as we could afford to make. And then we'd sell them. Right. And we just kept going and bootstrapping and making bigger and bigger runs, you know, and now we're building about a thousand knives a week. That's insane, man. I want to ask you about this uh, MKC three-piece collection here. Now, yep. it's sold out, yep. but uh, these three, uh, colon, this, this culinary set here is going for $1,325, yep. and you got three knives. Yep. Why are these so special? Um, the pouch that it comes in is dope as well, fuck. Well, that, that's, that's pretty standard for high-quality ki- kitchen knives, culinary knives. Well, for, the, for <laughs> most of the audience, myself included, <clears throat> yeah. um, I don't know why these are, are, are that expensive. Yeah. If you could explain it, that would be great. Absolutely. Well, one, it starts with the steel. That steel's magna-cut steel. It was developed uh, by a, a PhD metallurgist uh, for knives, for knife-making. For, for years and years, knives, uh, steel in knife-making has basically just been repurposed from other places mm. in industry. Industry, you know, uh, spring steel, for example, used to be a really popular steel for knives still is, and it's a great steel. Um, but magna cut steel was started by, uh, was invented by Laren Thomas. Um, it's amazing steel. It's highly corrosive resistant. It's actually pretty easy to resharpen. Um, we use G10 on our handle scales instead of, uh, like a wood or something like that, mm. just with the water, um, even with our honey knives, with the elements, mm. you know, with freezing and yeah, you can see right here, yeah. yeah. And then, and with our chef's knives, they also come with a, uh, a bison leather roll, um, little Kydex slip covers that go over the blade, so you can actually take those knives into hunting camp. You can take those knives to uh, your family Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, um, and then everything like like we said, everything is done here in the U.S. And, and then the other thing that we do with our generations program is. It drives me crazy when people don't stand behind their products. So if you need those knives resharpened or any knife we make, you send them back in, we sharpen them, and we ship them the next day back to you. So, that's uh, awesome, and that's man. all for free. Yeah. Um, By the way, on the on that metal stuff, I mean the steel. It, it's it may seem like what what's the difference between one and another to people? Be, uh, knife, cutting with a knife isn't just about the knife being sharp. It's all about about the micro abrasions that happen on the knife as well, mm-hmm. right? And when you're resistant, when your steel is resistant to that sort of thing, it does. That's why it makes it so much easier to sharpen them and keep them like high quality over time. Because that's why you don't ever put your fucking knives in the dishwasher or anything like that. Right. Don't use anything abrasive to fucking like you. Th- there's a couple of things you, you treat these things properly, and they will last you for fucking years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 you're exactly right. Like the steel, it's not just about the steel, but it's about the heat treat. Mm. And then one thing you never hear people talk about is it's about the edge geometry. So how thick is that blade at the edge? And I have people all the time tell me, you know, I can't sharpen knives. I don't know how to sharpen knives. And then they hand me the knife they're trying to th- sharpen, and it's thick as hell right at the mm. edge. When you're sharpening a blade, you're taking steel off of that blade. And and if you have a, a, a cheap, shitty stone with a really hard steel and a really thick <laughs> edge, you almost have no chance. Yeah. And um, if you're not going at the, like it should be, for a kitchen knife, you're talking about 15 degree angle on those. On 15 those degree angle and like 10,000 thick at the edge. Yeah. May, Super maybe, thin. maybe, and you can, there's a, a tool you can buy for this, right? You just set the blade in and it tells you the width of the of the edge. But um, yeah. I, for, for, Home use, you don't need anything like that. Right. Just use the right kind of tools. What kind of sharpener do you use? I use stones. We have work sharp stones. <clears throat> um, when we're in the shop, we have belt grinders that we mm. use, and it's a, f- a three-stage process when we do our sharpening. 
Um, I'm doing a sharpening demo actually here in Austin, archery country tomorrow night. And I just brought us a sharpening stone for that. So I use a work sharp stone. See, I got the address for that. I'll let me say it out loud so people know where it is. And there's, there's multi, uh, there's a bunch of different stones out there, but I use two sided stones. So one side will be like a thousand grit. The other side will be like 6,000 grit. Um, and you're right about the micro, um, ser- uh, little serrations. It, mm. It's basically, if you look under a magnifying glass at the edge of a knife, it should actually look like a saw. And if you imagine like a wood saw, when you, when you're using that wood saw and those teeth start to wear down, they start to kind of dull off. And that's actually the dulling effect that's going on a knife. So right. if you sharpen it right, <clears throat> you don't actually want it to be super, super smooth. You actually want those little micro teeth. I, I call it getting a burr on an edge. And mm. that's what I'll teach tomorrow night. Once you have that burr, you reduce that burr down just a little bit in size, strop it. You actually want that burr left because now when you're cutting, especially with like hide and hair, like mm. for elk hunting, you want those little micro teeth sawing, actually biting their way through, through that coarse hair where yeah. like a razor blade is actually stropped off, buffed off super, super fine. And yep. it's great for, <clears throat> for yep. what it's intended. That's what for. I mean in the kitchen when we say, let the knife do the work. Yep. That's why it's able to do the work. If you had a completely smooth blade that was as sharp as a blade can be, you're not cutting through elk hide with that, not without right. some pressure. And then, you know, the butchering an animal is all about not wasting stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Using guide bones and things like that. But so the the event tomorrow, the sharpening event, it's Archery Country and Josh Smith hunting season kickoff party, and it's at 8121 Research Boulevard in Austin. I think that's the do- domain. Yeah, I know that's not- the place. The, the place is called Archery Country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. tomorrow, Thursday, October the 5th. Free food, free drinks, knife sharpening demo. Uh, Josh will kiss you on the lips. Yeah, um, for sure. And then, uh, obviously, I heard that you guys hired um, somebody to dress up as Ronald Goldman and Nicole Brown Simpson, and then they're going <laughs> to... That's kind of the, like the end of the show, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. We're, we'll pretty much reenact the whole thing. I talked to OJ. I kind of know all about mm. how it all went down. Well, so if he had if one you of read your the knives, book, It says if I did it. If I right? did it, right? But if he had your knife, he probably would have been in and out of there instead of... I mean, the, I mean yeah. that was a workout. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. If he'd have had the right edge and stuff, it would have been really not even break a sweat yeah yeah uh, i agree and i think again reach out to him get him on get him on board and uh and see what he's doing these days we'll try yeah 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 no it's uh it, it's been what's really the other the other part of this is 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 we're we've come out as a hunting knife company and a lot of these other knife companies out there you know they make some hunting knives but when you when you look like on their instagram pages and whatnot they say they're hunting. They'll, they say they hunt, make hunting knives until it gets to the actual dead animal on the ground, and then they're a hiking knife company. Mm. You know, they're not putting pictures of dead elk or dead bears on their Instagram page. You know, a lot of the woke kind of bullshit that's gone on. We we come out. We are unapologetic. We hunt. We're, and you know, that's the other part of it is is like for years I was seeing what was available for, for hunters in stores, and you could tell that the guys designing these knives in Portland or wherever they were at are not hunters. Um, you know, you could tell that they weren't actually the end user of their product. And basically everybody in our shop hunts, uh, women included, there's 20, probably 25 bows hanging in the break room on our wall. And all of our employees, they shoot on their lunch breaks and they shoot after they go hunting together. We are a hunting knife company, you know, and, and we're not, we're not apologizing for who we are and what we do, you know. Big fan, man. Uh, maybe we, we can all work together one day. Your website's amazing, too. Why don't you shoot that web guy over our way? Fucking A, dude. Uh, this website's dope. Yeah. Um, yeah I it's definitely fantastic. don't want to show my wife the culinary knives or else that's going to cost me. 
Mother's a Day. A few grand like a, over uh, Christmas. We got like eight no, months. She's going to ask for Christmas. Christmas. Uh, well, you did get her a grill last one. So. I did. I got her a Blackstone grill. Now <clears throat> I'm going to have to get her some knives, it looks like. That's a good thing with for, for dudes out there that like to cook. The, the chef's knives, they can buy them and give them to their wife, mm-hmm. even though they're the ones that actually really yeah. want to use them. Ah, so, uh, my, yeah. my wife cooks a lot, dude. Yeah. Um, she's great. She's one of the best in the biz, so I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, but it you don't go outdoors. Yeah. Me? You're not allowed. I am. Court yeah. order. Court order, obviously. I yeah. <laughs> uh, can't go near a school either. Middle Schools, school. uh, ranches, mm-hmm. and it's because of the... He asked about raping, getting raped by dogs earlier. Uh, yeah, I'm not allowed uh, near kennels. Well, he's turned it around on the dogs. I sure You're have, like, yeah. Um, I'm not near... Uh, I can't go by kennels. Uh, there's also a lot of Panda <laughs> Expresses I'm not uh, allowed... Next to well, that's you ran a pretty aggressive campaign suggesting that they were using real panda. They were, and now all the pandas have been kicked out of the U.S. <laughs> They're back in China now. Correct. Right? So they were using live pandas to cook and all that stuff. Uh, both, not only on the grill, I believe it, but behind yeah. the grill as well. They were putting on an apron and, and kind of were they making yeah. number fours for people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I wasn't about that life. Yeah. Uh, Josh Smith. Now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who'd you like to give the drink bro of the week to? Yeah, I, I definitely have to give it to my wife. Uh, and, and the reason really for that, when I met her, uh, I, was a, I was a full-time lineman. Uh, I was single with four kids, uh, just kind of working my ass off, doing what I was doing. And I told her about my idea of Montana Knife Company uh, when, we, when we were dating and kind of when we got married. And... I had actually registered the name Montana Knife Company when I was 19, mm-hmm. but I, I was 39 years old at this point, and I kind of told her my idea, my vision, everything I wanted to do, and she was like, I got the kids, I got the house, get out in the shop and make this thing happen, and she was really the reason that that like kicked all this off and gave me the support and, frankly, just gave me the time to get out to my shop and start building the prototypes and, and start doing this, and, and uh, she's in the shop right now today packaging. I think she had 450 orders last night. And she's in the shop packaging shirts and doing all that. So she's she's definitely my drinking bro. God damn, dude. Uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Appreciate it. And she's hot. For real. Is she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll <laughs> yeah. take your word for it. Yeah. I'll yeah. take your word for it. But uh, great fucking company here, man. I'm just perusing through your websites. We're stoked uh, about next year, man. Because like, I bet we're we're uh, we're coming into the tactical space, tactical mm-hmm. knives. Um, you know, we have a lot of really great people in the military that we've been. Uh, you know, I. I I, I wasn't in the military, so anytime that we do something, I want there to be credibility behind it. And so I'm talking to the guys that are actually doing the thing, you know, active duty guys and whatnot, and trying to trying to design and build stuff for for what they need and what they want. And um, of course, we have lots of friends through Black Rifle and different places that uh, have really supported us from day one. So there's so much coming out. We're actually uh, in development right now of a, uh, of a folding knife. So like an everyday carry pocket knife, hopefully coming out next year as well. Um, yeah, it's just really cool everything that we've got going. But you know, we we've we've had people coming after us wanting to buy us, wanting to invest, all that stuff. I'm not interested in that shit. Like we will grow this. I I feel like how businesses should be built, which is just by our customer support mm-hmm. and basically one knife sale at a time. You know. Uh, the beauty too is uh, you also know somebody who played uh, a few military guys in movies and stuff. So if you never need any advice, you know that's perfect. Just kind of yeah. text me or whatever, and I'll sure. give you what I'm looking for. Because me specifically, one knife that I don't see on uh, MontanaKnifeCompany.com mm-hmm. is a Rambo knife, and that's something I've always wanted. I want the fucking real Rambo knife. 
The, you the, sold you a mean Rambo the big, knife? You mean the big, not a K-Bar, but like the big one. Yeah. The ridiculous one. Yes. Yeah. I want that. Can you start <clears throat> selling a Rambo knife for me? We can call it the Gene Vandenham knife um, because Rambo <laughs> is going to be trademarked. I'll give you sure. that trademark. I'll yeah. give you the Vandenham knife. Bob, pull up a pick of Rambo's knife. If you can replicate this and just call it the Vandenham knife, I will sell the shit out of this thing. It's so practical, too. I mean, it's yeah, a, it's it such really a, is. Yeah, like you can do anything with it. Whether you're trying to discipline your ex-wife and her new lover <laughs> or chop down a fucking tree. Yeah. Look at that fucking That's thing. an everyday carry. Yeah. That is, dude. That's so yeah. what are the, how much would it cost you to make me a, a Vandenham knife on that? I don't know. We'd have to work something out here. I'm, I'm sure we can make something happen. So you see that skateboard behind you? Yeah. It's a Drinker Bros skateboard, limited edition from uh, Jared's other company, Snake Farm. Mm -hmm. We just sold 100 of those in 54 minutes on the show the other night. Yeah. Beautiful boards. They're amazing, and Jared made them super cheap for everybody and was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so if you made a Vandenham knife, because it's my dream, is to have a Rambo knife. Mm -hmm. I could I could run through we those could, pretty fucking them. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Think it, about it. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll probably now I'll probably get nothing but emails about when we're going to have this Rambo knife coming out. It's the same thing with uh, Andy Stumpf. He's talked several times about wanting a, a tactical spatula. Yeah. And now I get I get emails about once and twice a week. It feels like. Do you have uh, a customer service number? When the spatula is coming out. Do you have a customer service number? Uh, we do not. Okay. Because yeah. the, the, you would get calls <laughs> that of just people going, Ooh, and then you would know that's the Vandenham call that, yeah. that they need that Vandenham knife. Mm -hmm. And I. Would personally love to see this thing go down. Also, like to see my uh, my head carved in at the bottom there. If you can work that out as well, <laughs> sure. Um, happy that's just to a give... laser engraver. That's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. happy to, to, to lend you the rights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy to lend you all the rights for that for free. I just want to see it happen, <laughs> and we can sell like a hundred of those things. Perfect. So yeah. for Christmas, that would be a beautiful stocking stuffer. It would be. Yeah. Is it bigger than a stocking? What do you think? It's pretty good size stocking. I mean, aren't you supposed to have a big stocking? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Whenever I go to people's houses and I see a little tiny stocking, I'm like, stop being Yeah, you're setting the bar poor. low. Yeah, stop being yeah. poor. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, let's let's make this happen, dude. Let's get a Vandenham knife out there. Okay. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your company. Yeah, MontanaKnifeCompany.com. Uh, and then we're pretty heavy on Instagram as well, uh, just at MontanaKnifeCompany. Beautiful knives, my man. Hopefully, we can work together someday. Uh, really, yeah, really big awesome. fan. Uh, and you're a cool fucking dude in real life. Well, thank sorry, you. Sorry about your name. Uh, yeah, it's the only thing you're missing. I know, but you know what? I like. That. I don't have to spell it for anybody. That's I mean, true. it is. It is kind of an indicator if you know. I give my name to somebody over the phone, and they're like, "Can you spell that?" I just know immediately what I'm dealing with. Yeah, moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah a that's, moron. A, that's a moron. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Josh Smith. Oh, okay, cool. Like, you, like Josh Smith. Usually, when they ask, like, "Hey, can you spell that?" It's like, "Yeah, it's Josh <laughs> Smith." That's how you spell it. <laughs> the E-I-G-H is silent at the end in yeah. Josh, where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a white woman from the suburbs with a baby and a wine spritzer. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, go to MontanaKnifeCompany.com, kids. Big fan of your products, man. Thank you, man. Uh, really hope we can do something together in the future here. Uh, and you're a fun guest. Come back anytime you're in town. And then stop by his event tomorrow night if you're out there by the domain. The domain is fun anyways. So if you're there and you get to do all the cool shit and then you can walk around, drink, and have fun the whole night, yeah. uh, the domain is great. Uh, please go and check him out. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes if you're not watching on Patreon today. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five-star, and you can walk away. I'll shut up after this. Maybe I'll take a, a knife to my leg, all right? We get to 10,000 reviews. 
Take a knife and just plunge that thing in my leg once he starts making those man in hand knives. All right? That's all I'm saying. For Danton and Anthony Holloway, Josh Smith. I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.